It's Monday, and we are still here. We're here, some would say, for a second time. Second time this week, certainly. Uh, we still got thoughts about this Georgia-Tennessee game. Tennessee fan may still be in the comments. Go look for him. He's, oh, they are. He's still poking his head up there. Alabama fan, I know, is in the comments. Um, but we're here to talk about the back-to-back, soon-to-be reigning three-time national champion Georgia Bulldogs today on the Locked on Bulldogs podcast. You are Locked on Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to delusional Homer fan that Daniel and Clint are about the Georgia Bulldogs, which by the way, coincidentally enough is the podcast podcast you run. That's how that's the premise by which we set up this whole thing. We're fans of uh a football team. And so we talk like fans of the football team would talk. The only difference between you and us is that our football team has won 28 games in a row has beaten your football team seven consecutive years, and we have won championships since the 1990s. That's the only difference. There it is. That seems to be a lot, actually. By the way, today's oh, episode sorry. is by FanDuel, FanDuel.com slash locked on. More on them in a second. If you are on the audio side, go over to the YouTube side. If you're on the YouTube side, go to the audio side, download, subscribe. Give us a listen. Give us a follow dogs podcast over on Twitter and hit that subtext. You can find that in the description. You can find out details of how to get over. By the way, tons of new people over on YouTube, lots of new subscribers. It's a great time to be a Georgia Bulldog. I think everybody knows that great time to begin on the podcast. If you're new to the YouTube channel, go subscribe on the audio platform of your choice. Maybe you don't listen to audio podcasts all the time. Go ahead and subscribe. We would appreciate it. It helps us out. If you want to leave us a rating and review, also helpful. And so if you if you are a fan of the show, we appreciate you. Are so glad to have you here. Yep. Thanks so much for being a part of it. And the loyal 199, listen all the way to the third segment. That's how you become a loyal 199 member, a daily listener for us. Uh, Daniel, upon further review, we watched this game again. I watched oh, we did. it multiple couple times. times. Nah, I watched again. it a couple times, yeah. Um, because... Mm-hmm. There is so much goodness saturated into every single fiber of this game. I have lots more coming out. I feel like, and I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is true because of of recency bias and how good it feels to put a beat down on Tennessee, but it feels to me like I have more upon further review thoughts on Mm. the Tennessee game than many other games I've seen this year. Mm. And, Mm -hmm. and I think I want to start here because uh, this is this is the most impressive thing. Um, you, you don't want to acknowledge it, casual fan. You don't want to acknowledge it, fan that's okay. not UGA. And some UGA fans might not want to acknowledge this either. But let me go ahead and tell you definitively. I've watched college football a long time. I know the history of college football. I know all the greats. I know the programs. I know the names. Mm-hmm. Kirby Smart today, he retires as the second best coach in college football history. Because of what he's done this past three years. I'll, I'll say it again. Because y'all think I'm crazy. He is the second. Now you're saying coach. after he wins the third consecutive national championship? 
Clint? If Kirby Smart, no, I said today. He retires. Oh, that's today. it. No, if he retires today, he's the, he's the second, second greatest player. coach in the history of college football. Now, go Kirby ahead. Smart, finish your thought. Kirby Smart wins the national championship mm-hmm. and has three, and then he retires come mm-hmm. late January. Then what is he, Clint? Then what he's is he? He's the best football coach in the history of college football. And there is. They're no- not ready for it. The he, casuals aren't doing, ready for it. By the casuals, I mean the Bama fans. The Bama fans. What he is doing right now in college football has never been matched. This win streak he, he is on is unexplainable other than to say it's Kirby and it's excellence and it's pursuing. And I want to I want to show you something that I saw upon further review a bunch of, about CJ Allen, about a number of defensive linemen that that were that were missing blocks and missing assignments early on in the game. I want to talk about wide receivers. When they came to the sideline, we're accustomed to see Kirby do the stank eye to him. You know, there's the, there's the meme where he uh-huh. he grabs the the headset microphone, he's just staring him down. I want to I want you to go back and watch fan of the game, how Kirby speaks to these players, because it is mm. a different Kirby this year than in any other year prior, any other year prior. He yeah. was rotating guys through and you saw him greet them on the sideline with with absolute warmth and affection. He's becoming more of a father this year. That's the tone that I get from Kirby. Mm-hmm. Still with high expectations, still with a draft for excellence, still with all of that. That's still mm-hmm. there. Okay. To be clear, Kirby has been the father of many fan bases for quite some time now. Tennessee fan, chime in and let us know that we're still yeah. speaking the truth here. Kirby what Smart, um, he's a father to many. But in, in very, very different ways. We oh, I see. Him. I see. I, see. Uh, I was blown away again watching this game. The coaching aspect of Kirby Smart is mm. second to none, literally. It, just that you think about maintaining motivation for these players, maintaining an edge. You know, people make fun of him about convincing the team that they're going to go five and seven and all of that, you know, stuff. People, people like to, you know, they like to get in there. Like, you know, it's a Kirby says, we don't listen to the outside noise. And then all of a sudden Kirby's quoting the outside noise to his players. People like to, you know, like get in there and be like, Oh, well, Kirby smart, this, this, and this, the fact that he's been able to maintain this edge. Yep. With, now three different football teams and make no mistake. They are three different football teams. I know there's some carryover. Brock Bauer's been on all three teams. You know, sure. many other guys been on all three teams, but, but you lose key leaders, Clint. I'm talking, I'm not talking about leaders. I'm talking about irreplaceable Jordan Davis, Stetson Bennett type leaders, like guys that you cannot just replace you lose those guys you lose staff members irreplaceably good staff members somebody get lamar jackson on the horn and ask him how Mm. good the staff members that kirby smart has lost are because that staff member is about to make lamar jackson the mvp of the national football league single-handedly that's what todd munkin is doing in baltimore you, loot, you have turnover in all phases. And Kirby Smart, what he has done, what he continues to do, is absolutely unthinkably good in this era of college football. And if he goes on to a 15-0 season this year and he <laughs> wins the national championship trophy, it will not be a question at all. And so Alabama fans, 
Let me be totally clear. Please. You have one shot to save the legacy of Nick Saban forever. And it hinges on Tommy Reese oh, and no. Jalen Milrow. Oh, no. That's just the thems are just the facts. There's okay. no other there's thems no other OC. Are just there's no other quarterback. The You've facts. tried them all. If Kirby goes back to back to back, so help me, the narrative won't be able to be stopped. Like it you realize that it won't, it will the train will have left the station. Maybe people will still acknowledge Nick Saban as the greatest for some amount of time. Sure. We will then start we will about- know the hay is in the barn, so to speak. Like it will be inevitable. You have one shot, Alabama, to save the legacy of your most beloved figure of all time. And I'm just gonna ask you, do you feel confident doing so with the team that you have? Well, like Kirby's never beaten Alabama in Atlanta. Clint. And so why would they not feel confident? They are playing in a place where they're immune to loss. That's what you're holding your hope out on. That's what you got. Real, real talking about hay and straws. We're just grasping boy, at them oh straws. Boy. Uh, we're going to come back and talk more about upon further review, but after this. And this is listening.com. Daniel, listening.com is fantastic. College students, listen up. Professionals, listen up. There's an incredible app called listening.com, which can take an academic paper, PDF, or class material and turn it into an audio book. Oh, my God. Where was this when I was in school? I'm telling y'all. You've got to be kidding me. Kids today have it so easy, Clint. It knows how to skip all the citations, footnotes, and references and lets you jump straight to the chapter or section you want to listen to. Even it has a one-click note-taking button where it automatically puts the last 10 seconds into a notepad so you don't have to type notes. Wow. It's unbelievable, Clint. This is this is getting ridiculous. I'm real Clint. jealous. I love it. I love Best it. of all, if you use the link listening.com slash locked on, you're able to get your first three weeks for free. Go ahead and give it a try. Usually it's two weeks for free. But you get an extra week. Not from us. Listening.com slash locked on. I like that we're giving away that third week for free in honor of Kirby Smart's third national championship that he's pursuing. Um, Thanks to listening.com. He's he's a professional. You you love to hear that. Um, Clint, I want to continue talking about this Tennessee game. And I want to highlight what to me was I'm not even going to call it I'm not even going to call it an area of concern but Georgia fans we're here we we want to acknowledge every all the good all the bad all the ugly about do our we? team well we don't necessarily want to but it is it's prudent that we do so it's important that we do so I want to say what to me was a bit of concern and I'll let you speak to this Clint because maybe I just got myself worked up for no a bit reason of concern he said this is interesting yeah, to me. maybe maybe it's just me getting myself worked up for Which no reason fully willing to acknowledge that okay but okay i i would say if there's one thing about this georgia team in this stretch of three games now again georgia's played three really good opponents and they have um not a, i wouldn't call it a dominating performance again against missouri by any stretch of the imagination but uh dominated certainly old miss and tennessee yeah. And 
the only thing that I walk away from the stretch from from a negative perspective, I think we've learned a lot about this defense. I think we've learned a lot about this young talent. I think we've learned a lot about the progression of this offense. I think we've learned a lot about the reliability of other targets and key players uh, and the skill positions. I think the only thing that I have that I've noticed that's become conspicuous to me is Georgia's slowness in delivering a knockout punch in some of these games. I think sometimes Georgia has opportunities Mm, mm -hmm, to deliver, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to put the game away and they, and they sometimes kind of mess around and fail to do so. And I'm talking particularly about the offense here. And I'm talking particularly about what I've seen the last two games, Clint, the last two games, Georgia has gone to half up exactly 14 points. Were we up 13 against Tennessee? It's some, some, I think it was 14, both games. Georgia's gone to half against Ole Miss and Tennessee up 14 points. Georgia has received the second half kickoff in both of those games. As Georgia does every time they win the toss, they defer. That's right. Um, and that's where you want to be. That is called a position of, of power right there. You are up by two scores, and now you're receiving the ball with a chance to do what you've done all game, which is to march down the field. Georgia mm-hmm. scored over 20 points in the first half of both of these games. The offense has had no trouble moving up and down the field, scoring points. You receive the second half kickoff, and in both games, Clint, with a chance to go down and essentially end the game with 12 minutes to go in the third quarter by going up 21 points. In both games coming out of the locker room, Georgia and Kirby Smart and Mike Bobo have gone three and out. Three plays, zero first downs, and a punt to the other team. Now, in both situations, the defense stood up, got a stop, gave the ball back to the offense, and the offense immediately scored, and we were off to the races, and it was all fine. It was all good. But that coming out of half, two consecutive games with a chance to really put the game away, the offense has sputtered a little bit. Now, I know this time it was a it was a horrifyingly bad drop from Oscar Delp this time. It was the play where Carson Beck rolled to his right, bought time and threw back across his body to a wide open Oscar Delp. And he just let it hit him in the chest plate and fall straight to the ground. Um, it was different plays against Ole Miss. They, you know, they they came out, didn't work. It it's concerning to me, Clint. Am I am I crazy? Here's I would liken this to the first two drive defense that we have. And I think you're right. There's been not a killer mentality, so to speak, but maybe possibly credit what credit is due for SEC coaches. Mike Bobo is going to keep on doing things that work because why change something if it's working Mm. well? Mm. And I think at halftime, you have a moment to talk about a few things. You have a moment to collect yourself and a moment to say, hey, we need to focus on this more. They're beating us here. They're gashing us here. Let's switch this up. 
I think we're seeing, let's give credit to SEC coaches. Let's give credit to the opposing team and say there are still some competent people in this. I don't think it's a lack of killer instinct because I think what happens is the killer instinct comes back to say, okay, well, hey, let's go ahead and let's change some things up. And if you watch Mike Bobo's offense and this offense in general, it's not the same team every single quarter. It's not the same team every half. It's not the same team every player, every drive. They change it up based upon what's out there. So I, I get what you're saying. It is for it's frustrating. It's frustrating. I, I, it's frustrating. I completely agree with you. But I think it has more to do with the flow of the game and how these coaches understand what Bobo's doing and understand this offense and try to stop everything in their power to try to stop something. And so Bobo goes, okay, great. That's fantastic. I have 15 other weapons to go to and 15 yeah. other ways to beat you. I'll yeah. do that here. Um, that's the feel I had. If you notice this game, something else I noticed Tennessee, we were told by Eric Kane locked on Tennessee that they didn't blitz much. They blitz quite a bit in this game. All things considered compared to previous games for Tennessee. They did. I think they were, they, I think they were changing up quite a bit. Daniel, you, you have to blitz Georgia. We talked about this. You have to blitz Georgia or you're dead. And if you blitz Georgia, you are dead. That's the beauty of this Georgia offense. That is the genius of Carson Beck and Mike Bobo and this system and the way that he schemes wide receivers open. It is truly a thing of beauty to watch. It's hard to criticize this offense in any way, shape or form. They are really, really good. But that's the only piece that has frustrated me. We've got more to talk about. We're going to hear more from Clint about what he learned in watching this game. But first, these. And these are, in fact, FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Here's the glory of what FanDuel does. They're a sports book. They're safe. They're reliable. They're the official okay. sports book of Locked On Podcast and Locked On Bulldogs. Daniel and I giving you bets and locks. And how was that Iowa under? Oh, it cashed. How was the spread that we said give them Georgia points to Tennessee? Oh, that cashed. We were cashing weekend. And it was great. And we were over at FanDuel Sportsbook doing it, making every moment more. And here's the deal right now for our listeners. Go over there right now, FanDuel.com slash locked on. If you make a bet of $5 and it cashes or doesn't cash, it doesn't matter. They're going to give you $150 in bonus bets. That's $150 bonus bets straight to your account. FanDuel.com slash locked on. We use promo code locked on. Make every moment more. The official sportsbook of locked on podcasts and locked on Bulldogs. We love them. You love them. Safe, reliable. Get over there right now. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Your boys took a lot of heat early in the season, Clint. Um, <clears throat> peep those records real quick. Just let, just peep those records real quick. And all of y'all that wanted to jump off early in the season. That's fine. When things not, that's fine because that's my fine. account's looking fine right now. My account's got plenty in the cupboard with which to wager on one of the great weekends in the history of, of, sports the thanksgiving weekend Come of on. college football Come is on. coming guys the, and it the is. egg bowl daniel what is what does that uh, egg bowl do what does that egg bowl do let me just ask you this is there a chance somebody's going to score a game-winning touchdown okay crawl on his hands and knees to the goalpost sure. lift his leg and uh -huh. and mime peeing like a dog on the goalpost. Well, it's the draw egg bowl. a fifteen yard penalty. Have his kicker subsequently miss the extra point, costing his team the game. Oh, man. Is there a chance that's going to happen? Well, yeah, because it's happened before. That is, yeah. it's the I, egg bowl. It's the Things egg get bowl. Weird. Man. 
It's one of the best games in college football. It is. It is. Daniel, what else did you see uh, upon further review, a second, third look at this game against Tennessee? Anything else stand out to you? Uh, Kendall Milton. (laughs) Kendall Milton stands out to me. Kendall Milton's been standing out to me a while. Um, Kendall Milton is a dude. Dejan Edwards is a dude. He's a dude. I am... I am officially ready. Here we go. By the way, folks on the subtext saying that um, you, that Peyton Woodring needs a, a official apology. He has received an official apology from the. We've Lock given it to him many times. Podcast. We have played the music. We have we have um, repented in sackcloth and ashes. Peyton Woodring is our kicker, and he is absolutely fantastic, and we love him uh, to death. I'm done, Clint. Trying okay. to decide who the best running back on this team is. I'm done. Thank you. I don't have Thank any you. interest in it anymore. Because do you know what I have? I have two exceptionally good running backs. And I yeah. legitimately do not care which one of them is in the game at any point. Third down, obvious passing situation. Need a blitz pickup. Need a guy with sure hands coming out of the backfield. I don't care which one it is. Third and short, fourth and goal from the one, sure. and we need to pa- like hammer one in. I legitimately don't care which guy it is. They are both explosive. They are both incredibly hard to tackle for very different reasons. Very but, different but reasons. Very fun to watch. I'm um, talking about Kendall Milton when he runs. Is he is hunting people to put his shoulder on like he wants it so badly. Dejon Edwards. Mm-hmm. There was this old, old TV show that when you were sick as a kid and somebody might, they, they, it was, it was Kung Fu. It was this guy who was like this Kung, he would just travel the world. And, and he was this really slow old guy that would kind of like judo flip people. <laughs> there was this run that Dejon did. Okay. Where he must have done that to five different defenders in a span of a yard and a half. Yeah. And he was just. It's like the defenders are bullets. Yes. He is Keanu Reeves. There you go. That's, that's, that's a much more out apt. There. Yeah. That's much what more he's out here doing. Yeah. This, this running back room. And, and here's also the thing that I, that I want to say definitively. We touched on this briefly on the overreaction, but I went back and watched it and I was mesmerized. I stopped plays. Two seconds in, a second in to yeah. it, and, yeah. and then just went right back because the perfect U shape not only was the pot was Lassiter, absolutely technician. Mm-hmm. This offensive line, and Thank I don't you. know, you, you name the player and put him in. I don't care. Go ahead. I'm done at the point where you're done talking about which running back. I'm mm-hmm. done talking about which offensive line group is the best. Yeah. It's all the best. You hated to see Tate Rattledge go down in this game. And I, and it just, and it's not something we've talked about to this point. And just, you, you just hated to see that. Let me just say this the way that Mike Morris came in and played, and the way that Dylan Fairchild continues to play, you had trust rotating in there at both tackle spots. I love this offensive line. Clint, you said the pocket, and we, we were texting each other during the game. And commenting, just you don't. See, I've never seen pockets like this. I mean, Carson Beck is standing back there in the middle of a horseshoe, an actual horseshoe of human beings 
just looking around, waiting for Marcus Rosemary Jack Saint to clear over the middle, and then guess what he's going to do? Whoop! Twenty-five yard gain. It's there were a couple times. Deep. Tennessee was coming on the blitz. Daniel uh-huh. Blitz is coming. I saw the line, and I was counting real quick and wondering, "Oh no, hat on hat, we might lose." Yeah, somebody slips out, no worries. And I see them coming, yeah. linebacker, yeah. DB, who, sure. and yeah. I see them just get fit up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all across the board. Uh, it may be a running back stepping in, picking up the blitz. It may be a guard sliding over, recognizing his keys and picking up the, you know, picking up a, a linebacker coming up the middle. It's a thing of beauty. Clint. Again, let me, let me repeat. Not a single defense in the nation scares me to stop us. Not no. one. No, Clint. Because again, what are you going to do to stop us? You cannot, you cannot just rush four no. and get to Carson Beck. Nope. Okay, that's not possible. So you're going to have to bring extra. And if you, and if and you just then, rush four and Carson Beck has all day, he's just going to dis- dissect you because you can't cover Brock Bowers. No. You just can't do it. So you have to bring extra people. You got to heat him up, Clint. Mm-hmm. You got to get him off his spot, Clint. You got to get him on the move. Sure. You got to get him. You got to get him a little bit off balance. Maybe he sure. can make those throws. Can he make those throws, Clint? All, all of them. Whatever you're saying, the throw is he can make it. We went through the checklist on Saturday. I don't have time to go through the checklist. No, let's again. not do it again. He can make all the throws, and when and he sees your blitz, you don't catch him off guard. You understand? Like he knows, he it's, knows coming. it's coming. He knows it's coming. He sees it coming. It nine times out of ten, it gets picked up. On the times it doesn't, he Don't either gets rid of the ball yeah. or gets to the hot receiver, and you're beat. Yeah. And if it does get picked up, may God have mercy on your soul because it's a big one. It's a big one coming now. Like that's yes, where we're going to get 30, 40, 50 yes, yards down the field. Um, and I hate to inform uh, the podcast and you don't um, No, I don't um, CJ Allen. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Here he goes. He's stolen. Go. He has stolen my heart. No, we know Clint. We know <laughs> you're the only, you're the last one to know. We're all aware. <laughs> you understand? Like you're the kid that you're like, Hey, I think I might have a crush on this girl. And every, everyone at the lunch table is like, yeah, you mean the one that you talk about constantly and are staring at 24-7? Like, yeah, that one? Yeah, we we know. He's we know. everything I want in a linebacker. Mm-hmm. He's he's everything I want in a linebacker. Ability to shed blocks? Sure. He doesn't need anybody clogging up the middle for him. Ability to run outside and scrape with up? Yes. Ability to bring a blow with him when he comes to deliver a hit when mm-hmm. he is there? This man stops players just like Dejon Edwards and Kendall Milton are always going forward when they, he stops players from falling forward and the tenacity to the, my heart is gone. CJ Allen. I, I am, I am here. I, I started with Roquan. Mm-hmm. I went into Kobe and CJ you're, you're on the wall. You've made the wall. By the way, are Roquan and Nakobe are they any good? Like they're just just good Georgia players, right? They're they pretty much their careers ended after they no. Oh no 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 no! They're just they're gonna go ahead and dominate the NFL then. <laughs> That's yeah. it. Okay. C.J. Allen is um boy this this team this team this y'all team. 
Um, all right, we're going to talk about Georgia Tech starting tomorrow. By the way, and I mean this with 100% sincerity, bowl-eligible Georgia Tech. Um, you know who's not yet? Kudos to you. You know who's not going to be? We're going to talk about them tomorrow, too. Let's, let's just let's, let's put a pin in it because we're going to come back tomorrow <laughs> and we have some things to say. Golly, it's just a fun time to be a part of the log. Don't forget to subscribe. Um, uh, hit us up on Twitter at Dogs Podcast. Send us an email, lockdownbulldogs at gmail.com. It's been fun talking to you guys, and we'll see you tomorrow. See ya.